Hello, St. Louis, and welcome to the STL Leaders Podcast, hosted by Brian Bisking. Brian started this weekly podcast to give a voice to leaders of our community, to share their story, their journey, and the lessons that they have learned along the way. Brian grew up in a small town outside of St. Louis, where he watched his father run a small business and was always interested in how the leaders in his community got where they are. Whether it's a local business leader, a philanthropist, or a celebrity, these are your STL Leaders. Join us today, where we will chat with another pillar of our community on this week's episode of the STL Leaders Podcast. And now, your host, Brian Bisking. Hello, St. Louis, and welcome to this week's episode of the STL Leaders Podcast. On this week's episode, we welcome Katie Silversmith of Thrive. Before we get to this week's episode, I want to thank my sponsors. First, NWO IT Services, Synchrony HR, Edward Jones, Go Brand Go, Enterprise Bank and Trust, and the Tom James Company. And now to this week's episode with Katie Silversmith. Katie Silversmith, welcome to the STL Leaders Podcast. I appreciate you coming on this morning. Yeah, thanks, Brian, for having me. Absolutely. Well, we had uh, been connected years ago through networking and then got reacquainted and reconnected here a few weeks ago by uh, Chris Rizika, um, who I, I know very well and do a lot of networking with. And so I'm excited to kind of dive in today and talk to you a little bit about Thrive um, and what you're doing now, actually. So we'll, we'll kind of dive into both of those aspects on the show today. But let's kind of start... Um, really with your life. So talk to us a little about growing up and really what led you to want to start Thrive. Yeah. Well, thank you for having me. And uh, Chris, I'm a huge fan of Chris. Just wanted to throw that out there. So I'm grateful for him for reconnecting us. Um, but uh, yeah, so basically uh, as a kid, I was you know, very into inventing things um, and figuring out ways to honestly make money, make the world a better place, um, things like that. So I was the kid that was always having a lemonade stand on the weekends. Um, I went door to door selling different things that I would make like bookmarks or jewelry or that kind of thing. Um, and actually, uh, my mom is an occupational therapist and we would work together to create, we made, I think two or three different inventions, um, to assist individuals with disabilities, with different tasks around the around their homes. Um, and so I just always was really interested in innovation and, um, kind of entrepreneurial. Um, and so I guess it's not a huge surprise where I am today. <laughs> yeah, not, not at all. So talk to us about Thrive and kind of what property to start Thrive and what, it, and for those who don't know, what is it? Yeah. So Thrive Co is a personalized co-working space. We're located in downtown Clayton. We opened in January, 2019, and our mission is to provide small businesses with access to the things they need to be successful. So um, whether that's office space, we have customized furnishings, um, meeting rooms, events, like networking events and trainings. Um, we have a full suite of concierge services with really any B2B service that a business might need. 
to be successful. And we have a bunch of connections with funders as well for different stages of business. So it's designed to really be a one-stop shop for anything a small business would need to be able to thrive and grow and uh, be successful. Absolutely. Well, I think the concept is really, really neat. And um, I've, you know, I've been a part of some of the co-working spaces in St. Louis in my past. I was uh, a member at Medici for a while. And um, I know Brian Lunt with the St. Louis Business Club. And so the co-working spaces have really taken off um, here in St. Louis over the last, I don't even know, five, 10 years, I guess that you could say. But tell me a little bit about what you know, in that, in the, in that co-networking space, you know, how challenging or what were some of the challenges, I guess, when you very first kind of got it off the ground? Um, well, honestly, the biggest thing for me is I'm actually a social worker. Um, so I'm a licensed clinical social work, social worker, and I've spent, you know, maybe I spent maybe eight years or so in clinical social work before transitioning to owning a business, um, and, and working with small businesses specifically. Um, the job I had right before ThriveCo, I was, um, part of the team that helped found another co-working space. It was all for wellness professionals. Um, and I was the director of that space. And so, um, our clients there were small business owners. They were, they were therapists that owned private practices and, um, so I would say the biggest hurdle that I found in the beginning, um, and I should also mention my husband, Alex, and I founded Thrive Co. together. So we started it together. But as we were building it, I think the hardest part for me was, um, you know, not having the network necessarily in the small business community, knowing that that's who we wanted to serve um, and knowing, you know, from my work at the previous space that small business owners needed access. They needed access to the things um, that would help them in their journey. Um, but not really having those connections, honestly, what I did was, um, the fall of 2018, I basically, any free moment I got, because I did have, was working two other jobs at the time. Um, so any free time that I had, I was just meeting with small business owners in St. Louis, you know, going to coffee shops, meeting them at their offices, wherever they were, just to learn more about their pain points and, kind of what their needs were and just building relationships. Um, and so I feel like that is really, that was the biggest hurdle, but also kind of became our biggest superpower in a way, because we really, um, you know, had this really strong network even before we opened our doors and, um, it allowed us to do an expansion before we even opened, um, to get more, (laughs) more square footage. Yeah. So it was, uh, yeah, but I would say that was the biggest hurdle. Well, yeah. And I mean, you know, going into the networking, um, conversation, obviously I do a ton of networking here in St. Louis and, um, very familiar with the, going to the coffee shops and, and meeting, uh, someone for coffee three and four times a day. I always joke. I, sometimes I drink more coffee in a day than I do water, um, <laughs> yes. but, but what's so cool about St. Louis and I, you can even talk, you know, uh, talk about this is just the, the willingness to network. Right. And I don't know yes. if other cities are like that. I really don't know. I've never lived in any other city other than St. Louis, but, um, I think the people in St. Louis are so willing to network and are so willing to help each other out. Um, and there's a great, great community from a networking space, which is why I think the co-working spaces work so well here. Mm-hmm. I totally agree. I feel like it's a really approachable city in that way. You know, people are very approachable um, and interested in helping one another out, especially in the small business community. And um, I, yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. So I do feel lucky to have started, you know, Thrive Co here in St. Louis. 
Absolutely. Well, let's talk about some of the success that you had with Thrive Co. So you just mentioned that you are already expanded. You already expanded before you even actually opened the doors. Yes. So talk about talk about kind of the success you guys have had over the last several years, and um, let's talk about really selling the the organization. So we'll talk. You kind of walk us through the transition and things like that. Yeah, absolutely. So um, we have actually we're in the middle of our third expansion um, in three years. So we, you know, we started with our original space Um, before we opened, we had pre-sold that space. So we opened another space across the hall in the same building. Um, And then about eight months in after we opened, we built more offices just to accommodate the need. Um, And actually the demand for offices has been so high for us, both from members and non-members that we actually are doubling our space. So our, our new expansion space opens on November 1st um, with, you know, double the number of offices and meeting rooms and just to continue to grow. It's all, like I said, in the same building. Um, we're also going to be building a coffee shop in the bottom floor of our building um, for, you know, that has an outdoor patio for meetings and networking outside and events. Um and obviously coffee meetings and that kind of thing. So it's a really exciting time for the business. It's, it's doing really well and growing. Um, and yeah, and not very many people know this, but we actually did sell the company in July of 2021. So just a couple months ago. Um, and we sold it to the um, owner of our building, who's been a really good friend of ours along the way and just our number one supporter. Um, it was just a, a win-win all around. Um, really, honestly, for our members, because we are busting at the seams for space and um, it just seemed like a really good fit to be able to expand in the building um, more freely um, and you know acquire more space and um, so I have stayed on the team as a consultant kind of helping oversee operations and the team because um, now we've grown to we have Um, I would say, I'm trying to think, we probably have about four people that work in the business, um, either full-time or part-time and then, um, some contractors as well. So, um, it used to just be me and my husband and now we've kind of grown. And so it's been a really exciting time. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, congratulations on that. Thank um, you. Got to be, got to be uh, rewarding to know that you've grown at that, you know, grown at that much and you've had the success that you guys have had. Thank you. Yes, it's been really fun. Let's talk about COVID a little bit. You know, when the when COVID hit, how did you guys, you know, from a co-working space, how did you guys navigate that and still allow, um, you know, the members to, to be able to utilize the space that you guys had? Yeah. So, I mean, obviously COVID was a shock to everyone and definitely to our industry. Um, and so we did not ever close our doors just because we had essential businesses that operate out of the space. And so we stayed open and, um, you know, yeah, just kept providing the services that we provide. Um, I will say that I think we had an advantage because we're small. We're, you know, um, kind of like a family. Our members are really a tight knit group and a lot of them have been with us since we started. And so I think, um, in terms of when COVID hit, it was just a time for us to really focus on our family, our Thrive Co family and taking care of one another. So, you know, for those who were working from home, um, because they were not in an essential business, um, we hosted basically daily events, um, virtually and just to continue to connect. Um, you know, we drove members mail, mail to their homes. We, um, met people in parks and just, 
really, um, it seemed like what business owners needed at that time was connection with other business owners more than ever, you know, um, just to feel like they're not alone, trying to problem solve all these, you know, brand new issues that have popped up in their businesses. And so um, that's kind of how we navigated it. And we ended up actually doubling our membership base um, between, you know, pre-COVID, I would say end of February 2020 and the following year, um, because there was just a huge demand of all these people that um, were starting new businesses. Um, So, uh, you know, either because of layoffs from the corporate world or wanting to be able to work from home to take care of their kids or their family members or, you know, anything like that. So um, we ended up, um, you know, being really lucky. Absolutely. Well, that's really, really remarkable that you guys were able to, you know, double membership in a time when a lot of people, like, as you mentioned, were kind of hunkering down, but you kind of said something that really, you know, uh, stuck out with me, which is where people need to be connected with other businesses. And I think that was so true during that time. I know even for our, for myself and for my business, it was, uh, you would see more like almost craving some kind of personal connection. Right. And I would always, Mm -hmm. always joked is like, I can't, I can't do another Zoom meeting. I just need to see somebody in person. Uh, <laughs> right, right. Absolutely. Was, Zoom fatigue def- is real. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it was definitely a challenging time for a lot of people. So yes. it's really good to see that you guys kind of came out of it okay and that you are uh, um, had a lot of success with it and, uh, and continue to succeed. Thank you. Yes, we are lucky. Let's shift gears a little bit and let's talk about now that you're, you know, have, uh, has sold thrive, talk to us about the consulting piece. I know you're doing some consulting now. Um, mm-hmm. so talk to us about your consulting practice and what you're really doing and how you're helping people. Yeah. So I started holistic consultants a couple of years ago, um, to really work with two different populations. So first was spaces. So co-working spaces, but also just office spaces and businesses that had, um, physical space that needed help with their operations and streamlining things that they weren't losing revenue or, um, having such, you know, burned out staff members or things like that. So that's been a niche. And the other one was honestly helping therapists, um, because of my background in social work, um, with launching private practices and making sure their operations were kind of set for them to be successful. So, um, I've really, uh, been focusing more on the co-working and space side of things recently, um, especially after the sale of ThriveCo. So ThriveCo is my main client um, and my client in St. Louis. Outside of St. Louis, I have um, clients in other cities that are co-working space owners that are really trying to become more profitable um, or uh, streamline operations in some way. Um, And so it's been a really fun journey. Absolutely. Well, if, uh, if anybody knows how to do it, it'd be you, right. You, you did it with thrive. So I think, well, it's, thank you. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's um, really remarkable that you're able to, you know, continue to consult and help other organizations, um, find the success that you guys had with thrive. Thank you. And now for a quick break, we bring in our sponsor enterprise bank and trust member FDIC enterprise bank and trust knows that every business and every person is unique. That's why they get to know you in a way that the large financial institutions don't. They are our banking partner here at the STL Leaders, and I highly recommend that you check them out. To learn more, visit enterprisebank.com. And now, back to this week's episode of the STL Leaders Podcast. Talk to us about your views on leadership. Um, Obviously, leadership is a big piece of this podcast and this episode, and I always find it fascinating to to hear other people's viewpoints on how they lead and their views on leadership, but I'm also interested to hear your views just because of your background um, in, in your space. 
Yeah, thanks. Um, so I think I honestly have never considered myself a leader. I've never had visions of wanting to be a leader. Um, I've always really loved working for other people and having a boss and a mentor to look up to. I'm really lucky to have a lot of mentors. Um, I, but I would say, you know, in this position with Thrive Co. and just with our team now, um, and honestly, with our members, I just, I'm really relationship-based. I really like getting to know people and then um, just trying to stay attuned to what their needs are in terms of professional growth experiences that they're looking for, or what, how they would be most happy in their roles. Um, and I, if we have a moment, um, I had a, a, my very first boss out of graduate or out of uh, college was um, I was working in a domestic violence shelter in Arlington, Virginia, and she was an amazing boss. Um, and the way that she led was really this idea that the sky's the limit. You know, if you can do your basic job tasks that you need to do and make sure that those are accomplished, she really gave us the creativity and freedom to be able to design the role and make it what we wanted to. So, you know, um, gain additional skills and training and just kind of gave us this freedom. And so that's something that I really have always thought about and tried to incorporate, whether I'm working with interns or staff members, just what would make them the most happy in their role? Where do they want to grow? And just giving them opportunities to kind of take on leadership and, and grow in those areas. Yeah. But I think, you know, you might be a little humble, but that's leadership. You know, that's, that's really the definition of leadership is really being a coach or a mentor, right? Not um, we, we always talk about on this podcast, there's a major, major difference between being a manager and a leader. And what you just mentioned is, is definitely leadership skills. Um, and so I think that's really remarkable how you, um, how you, it's, it's always interesting too, that you, you'll pick something up from a previous boss or a previous mentor. And then you're like, well, I really, that really resonated with me. I'm going to incorporate that into my leadership style or my, on my vision of how I'm going to lead my team. Um, so I think that's really remarkable. Thank you. Absolutely. Talk to us about, um, you know, over your career, have there been any books or really, you know, you already mentioned a boss, but a person that kind of shaped your, shaped your, your vision of your career, but has there been any books or podcasts or anything along the lines that you've read that have really kind of helped shape that as well? Yeah. Um, honestly, the book that had the biggest impact on how we formed and, um, grew Thrive Co is company of one. Um, by Paul Jarvis. It's this idea that, you know, it's kind of bucking the trend of scaling and growing at all costs, right? Um, that is so often seen in the startup world or um, even in small businesses where you just want more and more and more. And it's this idea of just kind of living the life you want to live and building the business you want to build that makes the impact you want to make um, and kind of all in partnership in a way that's really I don't know, sustainable and very cool. So I, that has been probably the book that has made the biggest impact. Um, I also was really lucky to do a, uh, dare to lead, um, program through Thrive Co, which is the Brene Brown program. We had a, um, certified educator come in and do some training with our members. And it was, it really, um, changed a lot of the way that I look at leadership. And, um, so highly recommend, I know she has a ton of books out there and a podcast and everything, but that I would say those two things have, have had the biggest impact. Um, I've also been really lucky to, you know, we had a, a board of an advisory board that we built when we were the owners of Thrive Co that was 
honestly just included all of mine and my husband, a lot of their, our mentors, um, that we've had over the years that had specialties that we didn't have and that, um, helped guide us as we were building this business. And so, um, I felt super lucky to have the opportunity to work with that boss I had at age 22 again, and help have her kind of guiding me through the journey with Thrive Co and, um, several others as well. So. Absolutely. No, I think it's really cool to always surround yourself with, you know, people that are, um, I always say surround yourself with people that are smarter than you and, and done it before yes. that way they can help lead you. Right. And yes. so how cool to bring back a, an old mentor or an old boss to kind of help you continue to guide you through a new journey. Um, that's yes. kind of, that's gotta be kind of neat and yeah, very, very smart for you guys to kind of put a board together of, uh, people that could, you know, help guide you down the path. And clearly that worked out well for you guys as well. Yeah, it was great. really great. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, Katie, I always end this podcast by asking my guests to leave us with a piece of advice. So if you could leave us with a piece of advice today, whether that be on business or whether that be on personal life, um, whatever it may be, what could you share with us today? I think my biggest piece of advice is to find your people and don't go it alone. Um, I think that applies just in general right now um, and probably always, but um, definitely in the business world, you know, it really I have a couple friends who are actually also Thrive Co members who own membership organizations and having them to just bounce ideas off of and lean on um, and vice versa during um, the pandemic was, is, and was so incredibly um, helpful for me and just made me feel like I had a really strong network that had my back. So I just always recommend, especially new business owners to just, you know, connect with people. Like we talked about St. Louis is so, um, vibrant. And so, um, you know, the people that live here are so willing to help one another out, especially in the small business community. So making those connections and feeling like you have people you can call if you have questions or need support along the way is so important. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I couldn't agree with you more on that. You got to surround yourself with people that you can trust, but also will give you sometimes a hard, hard piece of advice, right? It's always, it's, yes. it's always good to have people who can, who are okay to be honest with you. Right. And so, yes. um, uh, yeah, I think that's a, those are great pieces of advice. Yeah. Thank on you. Be, on behalf of the STL leaders podcast and myself, I appreciate what you're doing with thrive co and now your consulting practice. Uh, we wish you nothing but the best and I appreciate you being a great STL leader. Thanks so much, Brian, for having me.